0: dreams,
1: nice warm tea, we can feel stress-free, soft voices and a lot of love, Sister Monday podcast. Hello friends, my name's
0: Chris and I'm going to be making a podcast here today with my friend Dave.
1: Oh yeah, you alright?
0: I've known Dave for 16 plus years, he's a very good friend of mine and he's moved far 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 away on the south coast i miss him very much so in order to connect with him we're going to be making this every week so we can rekindle our friendship like a rusty marriage <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know why no. I, I don't know marriages could get rusty no, they right can't,
1: no that's a that's a, a yeah. i think i've probably heard that and if i haven't it's a it's a good analogy
0: it's a rusty marriage. Yeah, as long as it's not like in the bedroom terms and it gets a bit gross and weird. But if it was just like in the normal, in the normal way.
1: Sometimes marriages get an excessive buildup of iron oxide and you need to get <laughs> rid of the iron oxide and rekindle exactly. the marriage. And that's what we're doing here with this podcast. We're
0: We're soaking our marriage in Coca-Cola and then scrubbing it off that's what is, is that good for Russ? uh
1: i know it's good for coins is it Russ that gets on coins the I'm fans sp- will don't. have to tell yeah, us yeah. right in <laughs> or text or how I don't, we well, don't have anything however, yet
0: yeah no we'll set some finders so dave yeah me and dave live far away and i wanted to um keep up our conversations and i'm going to it's going to be a bit more structured. I don't want to be one of those people like, hey, I've got a podcast. And we're going to record a fair few of these in advance. So actually, we are doing something regularly. But this is um, a new podcast called The Mundane with Chris and Dave, where we're going to be just every week. One of us is going to be sharing some fun facts about something a bit mundane. No more explosions, no more stuff going on in the news and going on in the world right now. This is especially exhausting if I tell you that we are recording this in October of 2020. So you can imagine the mood going on right now. And by the time this comes out, it will be definitely past November. That is true. (laughs) So there is a chance that the world would be a completely different place. Let's hope so. But in the meantime, this is our way of dealing with those times. So this week, I would like to talk to you about cardboard boxes.
1: Cardboard boxes.
0: Yeah. So originally, I cool. was looking, I was originally looking at boxes just in general. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? No, let's, let's go more specific and let's go to cardboard boxes. So I started looking. And so, normally, uh, the way that we do the research is we either find an article or two, a Wikipedia article. So, so I, I first went on Wikipedia and that's normally where I find my other references and mm. already there is a lot of conflicting information in what I've discovered in the history of the cardboard box. Oh, really? So um, let me just share some... Let me share with you the facts first from Wikipedia. The first commercial paperboard, not corrugated box, is sometimes credited to Kronchuk in England in 1817.
1: They go way back.
0: They go way back. But then I went on to the toy hall of fame and inducted into the toy hall of fame in 2005 is the cardboard box dave
1: well naturally it's actually one of the best toys a kid can have a cardboard box and their imagination
0: exactly so what i so i'm gonna i'm before we go deeper into the kind of research and the conflicts i've already come across while looking into this subject what what kind of things did you do with a cardboard box
1: I oh, actually there are times when I think I've played with a cardboard box in adult life. Um and they aren't the imagination things like I like I said when I was a kid. But uh here at Crimson we've um we've ordered a fair few things in our time and some of them have come in some quite large boxes. And I'd say actually the the adult thing that I've done in cardboard boxes is to get in it, have someone close the lids. I don't know if it was ever sealed, but and then, you know, wait for someone to come through. And then pop out the box. Hello. Bet you weren't expecting me to be there in this box, conveniently located in your pathway.
0: Like a Jack in a box, I suppose. A practice Jack in a box. Yeah, or do you know
1: what? A Dave in a box.
0: A Dave in a box. There is You can't beat a Dave in a box. Like, so one of those things, actually, do you know what that made me think of? That made me think of... Do you remember? It seemed to be a thing that I've never seen in real life, but only in films. And I think maybe even only in cartoon films is women popping out of
1: cakes yes i can think of one cartoon in particular that i can definitely remember it wasn't a woman but it was a man kind of pretending to be a woman i think that was was that that was uh that was um smithers coming out the cake for mr burns
0: yes i Mm. remember that. i remember the joke in family guy where they cut the cake and then the woman like bursts out like ah ah because she's got stabbed I remember that one.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember that uh, one, actually. But, like, what is mm. it with, like,
0: women being in cakes? Like, what's the appeal of that? Like, is it is it a stripper? It's like, oh, you thought it was going to be... Because it'd have to be a pretty big cake as well, like...
1: Yeah, yeah. Are these even a
0: real thing? Was this something that feel, another thing films lied to us about?
1: Yeah, is it? That's a good question. And uh, on, the to- on the topic of that, I mean, um, I personally wouldn't want a person in my cake. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want cake on my woman probably either.
0: <laughs> so I've just done, I've done a quick Google of this. So a pop-out cake, a jump-out cake, or a surprise cake is a large object made to serve as a surprise for a celebratory occasion. Externally, such a construction appears to be an oversized cake, and that, and sometimes actually it is, at least in part. This is literally what the um, mm. keep it back on the subject. The construction is usually cardboard. The inside of the object is space for someone, traditionally an attractive one year, woman or a Dave, to crouch and hide until the moment of surprise when she stands up and comes out the cake. That is a really long winded explanation. There's no mm. um, citation on there. But the one thing that I thought was quite. <laughs> Some of the writing on this is incredible. Pop-out cakes must be large enough to contain a woman in a squatting position, but not too high in order to allow her to gracefully get out the cake. Once again, (laughs) no citation. Sophisticated cakes can even include a little seat inside, so the girl is more comfortable in case she has to remain in the cake for a long time before her popping out.
1: I wonder if there's a record for how long someone has spent inside a cake.
0: One of the citations I've just got Um, was from las vegas weekly in july of 2014 and the headline reads the truth about being the girl inside the cake
1: Oh, this sounds interesting.
0: Okay. In the life of a showgirl, being asked to participate in promotional events is common. We call them promos. So, It was a birthday party for a Fortune 500 CEO at a marquee hotel on the Strip, and the organizers all got out. Magicians, stilt walkers, and dancers were hired among numerous novelty acts. My job was to pop out of the birthday cake. So, okay, we got the scene set up. Believe it or not, this was one of my lifelong dreams. It always looked so glamorous. It does always look glamorous, doesn't it?
1: It does look glamorous, yeah, so, yeah.
0: D- so because like popping out a box is very like is is quite it's still quite exciting. It's just less cakey. Be- because I suppose the surprise of popping out the box is like, oh no, an obstacle. Oh no, it's my friend Dave. But like with with a woman popping out a cake, especially in the modern cake times, it's arguably like bad, especially when you consider COVID. It's like, oh, there's been a person breathing all over my a stranger breathing all over my cake and not only that when they burst out there's going to be some cake collateral damage
1: there absolutely is yeah
0: so that's going to be okay so let's keep going
1: well uh on just whilst you on that topic because uh <clears throat> I, I i was gonna say you know it's like when you go to a restaurant and you order you know a burger or whatever or let's just say a cake you know because we're talking about cake and then you you get your cake and there's a hair in your cake and you'll be like oh uh, excuse me um there's there's a hair in my cake do you, do you mind if i have a, a a new piece of cake without hair in because no one really no one really wants someone else's hair in their cake so it's one thing to find a hair but for a whole human in the cake human. with
0: would a you head not of send hair that back? with a head of hair
1: yeah, yeah. A lot of hair and pubic hair as well. (laughs) All of the hair. Well, that's true. Depending on the
0: lifestyles of these people. Yeah, they're showgirls. So we don't know. They're normally wearing quite skimpy stuff, potentially. That might Mm. be an assumption. You know, do what you want. But like, you're right. Like that is definitely, there is definitely a risk of that yeah yeah so believe it or not this is one of my lifelong dreams it always looks so glamorous the way they wheeled out that giant work of edible art into a room full of people so once again she's saying she's talking about a story that i'm still convinced isn't real well obviously it's real now that we know from this but like where did she originally because there's no way she attended a party potentially no. where someone burst
1: out of a cake then you must have seen it in the movies on, yeah, on tv
0: exactly yeah. The way they wheeled out the girl and they'll work out for the people. Then surprise, out popped a stunning glittery showgirl. Glitter as well. You know what glitter on your, on your cake? That's like little chunks of... Oh, anyway, yeah. out popped a stunning glittery showgirl for that very special birthday boy. Now that stunning glittery showgirl was finally going to be me. I couldn't contain my excitement.
1: I feel like there's a a bad part to this story. I you? feel like
0: I feel like, you know, there's going to be a twist as well yeah Yeah. yeah. a main street because yeah it's not gonna be like and i popped out cake; it was actually pretty good everyone was like well well done and that's the end of the article And my dream
1: came true and my dream came through the end
0: Yeah. yeah a main stage was constructed with a huge video screen i was to pop out of the cake on stage right before the presentation for the man of the hour for the video presentation for the man of the hour the cake arrived at our rehearsal and it couldn't have looked even more resplendent than i could have ever imagined it was the size of a smart car. It even oh, had. A- small, then. Oh, here we go. It even. <laughs> yeah, pretty small. It even had a little smart seat inside for me to perch on. So smart. So, once again, I'm not going to judge too hard the writing of this, but I'm just going to say in the last two sentences, smart has been said three
1: times. Yeah, that's not great grammar. That's not we great grammar. We would have grammar. been pulled up on that in our uh, English lessons back in the day or any of our essays in any of the lessons. I would have said, you said that word three times in one sentence. You can't yeah, do exactly. that. Yeah, exactly.
0: You're fired. And that's what happens when yeah. we're fired from school. My sugar high set in as I climbed into the cake from the top tier for the Hold
1: first on, why time. Why she got a sugar high? Did she eat some of the cake before <laughs> No, that's in? what
0: I'm wondering now. I'm like, is she just, you know, once again, this or is, is... she
1: just? Referring to the experience as a sugar high.
0: Maybe it's the experience of the research. Maybe it's code for drugs. We don't know. It's Las Vegas. I know they do things there.
1: I mean, yeah, these show people. Yeah.
0: I had never given much thought to what it would be like to feel enclosed in a cake. Neither of any of us, really, until this conversation.
1: No, I I am thinking about it now, though.
0: Hunched in the fetal position in a very tight and dark space. I couldn't quite place it, but somehow it felt like I'd been there before birthday comma fetal comma hmm, ellipsis nope still can't place it (laughs) so it's one of those people that's explaining the joke as they go along so Mm. already they're talking about having a sugar high having not had any sugar unless it's like fumes but i don't think sugar sugar definitely doesn't give off fumes unless you're burning it
1: um
0: But already she's explaining her joke in the same paragraph. Mm. So, worse than the tight confines or darkness, the party was outside in the midst of the scorching Vegas summer. So the cake's interior was stifling hot as well. I had seen cakes being baked before, but never from the inside out.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. That's the point as well. All the sweat, the sweat in that cake.
0: Yeah, I never thought... Bodily Fluids was another thing that like I never considered until this moment. Yeah, yeah. As admittedly badly or not... No, it's not badly written. As, as not well written... This could have been written better,
1: but... It's a nice description. It's a nice there. description, we'll it and it's giving yeah. us a
0: good perspective.
1: Mm, it is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I practised
0: my pop-out as well as the birthday song, <laughs> which to me, even in the context of like, oh, yeah, I'm sure there's a specific birthday song... We all know the birthday song. <laughs> we really need to do a full rehearsal.
1: Yeah, you don't need to rehearse a birthday song. Imagine if, like you did that, like with your family, like you know, like your family are like, oh, what's Chris's is Should we it? Quickly, them? quickly rehearse it. Do you think bands get the do harmonies that? harmonies right.
0: Do you think like group bands do that? Yeah, like bands that are like, like choirs, like a choir when they sing the birthday, they have to like practice it. And they go, right, we're gonna do it in the key of G
1: yeah they probably would like a, a function band as well like you know if hired for a birthday party or a wedding or what have you obviously not a wedding in this case but why would you I sing? Think... yeah i
0: was gonna say why would you sing happy birthday you could sing happy birthday at well, a wedding, it, might, it might be someone's birthday
1: a, at their wedding it's a
0: you're a pretty inconsiderate bride and groom though if you're having a wedding on someone's birthday
1: yeah but what if it's the bride or groom's birthday and that's part of the idea
0: oh yeah so then it's all on, and like. in lieu of one animation. of the
1: hymns they're like let's sing happy birthday yeah. so
0: let's keep going i practiced my pop-out as well as the birthday song the rehearsal went smoothly except for one minor detail we hadn't anticipated once inside the cake i really couldn't get out of it gracefully gracefully there it had no door or ladder <laughs> for a smart well, car be. you don't need a ladder do you
1: really no no you pop out the sunroof
0: yeah exactly I was to be dead center on stage. I couldn't step out of the cake in my mini dress. I'd risk flashing the audience. In retrospect, it was Vegas. So that probably would have worked.
1: You know, isn't, isn't the whole kind of idea of a nice looking lady getting out of your birthday cake for, your, for the man's birthday? Isn't that whole thing a bit kind of sexist in a way? It or?
0: does feel it, doesn't it? Right. So we formulated a new plan. After I popped out and sang happy birthday to you, Two of the crewmen would wheel the cake off stage so I could
1: escape in privacy. So is it just like,
0: happy birthday to you,
1: and then gets wheeled off. Yeah, I guess that's it. And then uh, that's her her bit done.
0: Yeah, I suppose as an alternative, you could have like maybe some kind of ejector seat, just like, whoosh, like launch you up. Yeah. That would look quite cool. Yeah, that probably like, be, like You'd have to learn how to land. Yeah, that's my dream. See, that's always been my dream. I'd love to pop out my own birthday cake. I'd have a I'd have I'd like to have a doppelganger, be me from the back, and they go, right, let's do the cake. And they wheel it out. And it's like they just see the back of me. They're like, Happy birthday. And he goes, Oh, Chris is being shy. To you. Then I burst a happy birthday. To me. Fireworks. Everyone's like, who the hell is that? They turn it round. All of a sudden it's a stranger that just happens to have my face. Like, ah chaos and then like they all run away and i then get to eat the cake that i know only i have breathed got my pubes
1: in well that yeah that, that's a good good point actually. i don't know
0: why i'd get my pubes in if i was dressed i suppose what would you wear when you're bursting out of a cake you can only really wear it as a guy as a girl you wear a bikini i suppose because it's like you know it's titillating gross stuff but like as a guy does a guy, you know, if a guy's doing it, let's say, if I doubt women would want, maybe I'm not going to put an assumption in there, but like, you know, I doubt it's as popular with women to have just a guy mm. and like a G string burst out. There's an even higher risk of pubes with a guy, though, bursting out.
1: Of yeah, I, I expect they would want one of those oily, muscular men that doesn't have a hair on their body with uh, wearing only a bow tie and a pair of Y fronts or something. Yeah, or a mankini. I- a manchini, yeah, I can imagine that would be what they would go for, but
0: the oil would get in the cake unless they're covered in like actual margarine or something.
1: Margarine, yeah, cover them in butter, nice old load of butter because butter's nice.
0: So, we've got more on this story. Oh, we've not got too much more, but we do have ugh, showtime rolled around and I shimmied into the cake and squatted on my little chair. How do you shimmy into a cake? So, there's like a little hatch. Is it a hat? Do you shimmy from the top? I always thought a shimmy is like a forwards motion thing, like they cut like a like a piece out of the cake. <laughs> she shimmied into that gap, and then they closed the gap.
1: Yeah, for me, shimmy would be like a forwards or sideways into the cake or something. Further research needed. I know. Further well, she shimmed
0: into the cake and squatted on my little chair. They sealed me. I tried to not move or sweat. I don't know how you actively try not to sweat, but there you go.
1: (laughs) Ask um, Prince Andrew. (laughs) David, we can't. We we can't do that. Damn it. No, of course we can't.
0: I can't swear. It's not a swear word. It's not a swear word. Soon they wheeled me on stage. I could hear the intro music start. I burst out of the cake with all the enthusiasm of a kid opening her presents on Christmas bit of a weird bit of a weird um, simile there when you really think oh no sorry metaphor bit of a weird metaphor there um, a kid opening presents at Christmas is that the kind is a childlike wonder what people want when a woman bursts out of a cake oh <gasps> hi yeah
1: I mean if it's if, you, if you're bursting out a cake like a kid opening their presents at Christmas then you'd be bursting out the cake annoyingly early Probably, yeah,
0: yeah, that's true. I didn't even consider I rem- that.
1: I remember being a kid at Christmas, and I was probably up at like four in the morning. Like, mum,
0: <laughs> dad, just burst this- out before they've even wheeled her out. Just,
1: I'm yeah. done.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I burst out. like get up in the present. I sang "Happy Birthday to You" as if it was my life-changing American Idol moment. I basked in the glory of the applause from atop my sugary throne. I graciously blew kisses. To my adoring fans, my dream had come true. Once again, if that was the end of the article, still a pretty informative credit to this, you know, to this writer. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I've accidentally seen the final line already. And the final line, I'm just I've read it now. So I'm going to tell you so you can have the spoiler as well. I don't see birthdays quite the same way anymore. So now I'm really intrigued to see what happens in this story. There's only a couple of paragraphs left.
1: What? Yeah, what happened?
0: Exactly. What happened between those paragraphs? Okay. Then applause began to die down. All right, fellas, I thought to myself. Wheel me off the stage. I'm done with my performance. It's time to cue the video. She says she thought that to herself. So she's just standing there thinking quite intently. Why is she talking to these people directly in her thoughts? Anyway, I waited patiently. But still no sign of the crew. Yeah, because you're thinking about them. You're not. Anyway, finally, they began wheeling me away. Okay, they just appeared. But then, uh oh, there's a problem with the video screen. They need to fix it. They're leaving me at the side of the stage. The video is starting. I can't just climb out the cake now. I'll be in front of the video that is playing. My dreamy moment had turned into sheer humiliation. I slowly slinked back down into the cake. Had they forgotten about me? The beautiful cake now felt like a sweltering dungeon. I twiddled my <laughs> thumbs as the video continued with no idea how long it might go on. I had no way of communicating. I was stuck in a sugar-frosted tomb, wondering if anyone would ever remember me. So this is... But once again, like, surely she's burst out. There's like a sunroof. Hours later, okay, okay it was probably 10 minutes. No. So... Hours later, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Have we got an unreliable narrator here? Is this what this is?
1: Sounds like it.
0: After about 10 minutes, the video finished and I breathed a sigh of relief. I was finally going to get out of this effing cake. I sat up and peeked my head above the top tier to see if anyone was coming to rescue me. Then I heard the MC announce it was time for speeches. I slowly sank down into the seat, (laughs) into my seat of resignation. I wanted to cry, I was never getting out.
1: (laughs) oh no
0: the speeches went palaver. on for what it's not a pavlova it's not a pavlova pa- day
1: Palava. i know i was doing. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 you you're good. That was the good. speeches
0: that was good. went on for what i was told was another half an hour i must have passed out i awoke to what looked like the hand of god guiding me to the light and out of my pastry prison now it's pastry it's a pastry prison.
1: What, what so she's of... in a pasty.
0: She's in a giant pasty in Las Vegas. A giant Cornish pasty.
1: I mean, I'd have, I'd be in a pie. I think it was my birthday. birthday so pie. funnily
0: enough, that you said, let me finish this actually and we'll get to that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Do, After do, the do, rescue,
0: yeah. I expected a long story from one of the crew. We had a myriad of reasons as to why they weren't able to let me out. But instead he said, we forgot.
1: Well, at least he's honest.
0: I don't see birthdays quite the same way anymore. So funny that you say about being in a pasty or a pie. Um, So apparently that was where it started. Oh, really? So a girl in the dinner pie was a known thing. So once once again, oh, okay. So this article here, now written in 2015. So once again, also written by a woman, I'm assuming. That is an assumption. Kelly Robinson. Remote. okay, remote lane. almost everyone has seen depicted the bizarre bachelor party tradition of a scantily clad woman jumping out of a giant cake it turns up most often in decade old films TV shows and comics and still persists today in lavish Vegas shindigs she goes on to say that it actually happens in the Sims house party <laughs> so apparently it started off with the ancient Romans stuffing animals into each other what and so you know like a like a turn each
1: other oh right sorry dead yeah. dead like dead i, dead animals no, I thought you each- meant like you know caesar and alexander were stuffing animals into each <laughs>
0: other <whistles> no <laughs> no
1: so they're stuffing animals into other animals dead pre-killed animals you know yeah. not not yeah. live good that's good.
0: So that a guest might carve into the belly of a cow to find an entire roast of pig inside. Inside the pig, a lamb, a rabbit, a chicken and a mouse. I thought that said moose. I was like, that'd be insane to get a moose inside of a cow. Yeah, but beyond cooked animals, Petronius wrote of dishes staged to make the animals appear as if they were still alive. Fish arranged as if they were literally swimming in a sea of sauce and a rabbit with a fowl's wings attached. Posed to look like the mythical Pegasus. The trend continued into the 1600s, where famous families like the Dumas, the Dumarquis, surprising guests with live birds and pastry crusts for a wedding party. Robert May, author of a 1660 British cookbook, describes how birds would tend to flap about and seek the light, extinguishing all the castles and the hopping frogs would cause the ladies to shriek, creating a diverting hurly-burly amongst the guests in the dark. (laughs) The phenomenon ultimately may have inspired the nursery rhyme Sing a Song of Sixpence, in which four and twenty blackbirds are presented in a dish to the king. Today, the practice lives on. In a way, the form of pie birds, small ceramic birds placed in pies to allow steam to escape. Have you ever heard of a pie bird?
1: No, I mean the concept of putting something in a pie to let steam escape seems familiar although I thought most people would just put a couple of slits in the pastry at the top
0: Yeah, well maybe that's, so that's it So even though the live bird pie trend ultimately fizzled out, some royals hardly missed it and they're taking it to the next level. A banquet hosted by famed French engineer Philip Le Bon amongst the Monnet Ost... this is a much better written article Mm. (laughs) among the many ostentatious, um, entrements, was an enormous meat pie. Oh my God, Dave, you're going to love this. Okay. I'm excited now. All right. I'm going to cut to this. Right. So a a banquet formed by the famed French engineer, Philip the Bon. He apparently made an enormous meat pie containing 28 musicians who played as the giant crust was opened.
1: <laughs> oh, brilliant. What, like, it was this like an orchestra in a pie? For
0: 26, yeah. So this was in 16... This is in the 1600s.
1: Well, it must have been an orchestra or, or like a medieval band. Or I, all I can of, imagine...
0: All I can imagine is the Star Wars canteen song as they come out the pie yeah (laughs) yeah, it's all filtered first so I wonder is it so 26 people inside a pie
1: that's gonna get sweaty
0: 26 people inside a room
1: pies are usually hot as well
0: yeah like I you know we as as in your studio we've had what six people in a room and it's been sweltering imagine 26 Mm. musicians in a giant pie
1: No air conditioning back then, No air
0: conditioning back then, 1600. It said that it was a meat pie, but is the meat actual meat, or is the meat the orchestra?
1: Are they going to eat the orchestra? Are they going to eat the
0: orchestra? I don't know. or Or
1: are they just sort of kind of passing it off, like, well, there's meat in the pie. There are humans, and they are made of meat, and they're in the pie, so technically it's a meat pie. I'm not fobbing you off, kind of thing.
0: Exactly. So, by the 1800s... The humans buried in pastry seemed to be limited to attractive women as some of the most decadent parties of the era were those given by wealthy men to entertain other important males while their wives stayed at home. Hmm. One of those hosts was Stanford White, a rich architect who threw a debauched dinner party in New York City in 1895 for a gathering of other distinguished men, including Nikola Tesla. So Nikola Tesla saw a woman dive out of a pie. Imagine he, he being was... the person that invented that. Just the person that's like, you know what? It'd be well funny if I had like a pie and like a hot woman popped out.
1: Jim, you're a genius. <laughs> it probably was invented by a man, wasn't it? It sounds like the sort of thing a bloke would come up with. like Yeah, it does. Let's get a nice looking woman, put her in a pie, and then she'll jump out at the right moment and all of my mates will be well impressed. I don't so, know why they had a Yorkshire accent there. But.
0: So this this is now, it's getting a bit dark now. So the feature of the attraction of the dinner party, this is the same party, was an enormous pie out of which, according to famed model Evelyn Nesbitt, popped a 15 or 16-year-old beauty wearing only mm. a piece of see-through gauze. Ooh. Uh, uh, oh. uh
1: the dark ages.
0: Yeah, along <laughs> in, in the 1800s. Along with the girl, Nesbitt reported there were a lot of birds, which I'm assuming is actual birds and not her being British talking about women.
1: Yeah, probably not.
0: That when Johnson, that when when the lady jumped out, they all flew over the room. Nesbitt also later reported that I told Mr. White that I'd heard that he ruined the girl that night, but he only laughed. Ugh.
1: God, doesn't paint men in a great picture, does it? The whole...
0: Oh, this goes even worse Oh my God. Oh yeah, I'm not reading. This is is bad stuff in it now. I'm not going to read the rest of this. Basically, it led to a court case that led to newspapers around the world talking about the pie girl dinner. Basically, while this may not have been the first time a wealthy man had thought to have a girl jump out of some large food item it certainly popularized the practice. After reading about it in the news, it didn't take long for regular folks to think that their parties would be better with a woman inside some sort of baked good.
1: (laughs) Objectification to the max.
0: Oh my goodness, yeah. So by the 1950s, it became downright mainstream for bachelor parties, office wingdings, I thought like the font um, and conventions to feature an attractive woman in a giant cake, as we did, usually in a skimpy bathing suit or completely nude, depending on the audience and event. Definitely pubic hair danger Definitely there. Pubic if hair. she's especially downright especially back naked. then,
1: because back then, like I don't think shaving oneself's pubes was a thing.
0: The cakes were decidedly real, though you can find modern, otherwise reputable sources that mistakenly believe otherwise, thanks to today's cardboard recreations. Which is going to bring us back to cardboard in a minute.
1: Bringing it back. Bringing it back.
0: So apparently, the San Francisco baker would make his living charging two thousand pounds a go to construct an elaborate layered confections with empty cylinders inside, just large enough to hide an exotic dancer. The cake jumper could make as much as fifty dollars at the
1: time. For how long? fifty dollars for like you know for the
0: whole experience so think about that woman and this is like it's with a cylinder it's just got a cylinder and he's made an actual cake around it so no seat
1: no seat no like even
0: no air-conditioned auditorium and this is like um in old money as well so it's not it's not even a lot then (laughs) Mm. But like, yeah, so this woman would be like actually in the fetal position in a cylinder. That must be horrible. And then she bursts out and makes like $50 while the guy that made the cake makes two grand. By the end of the 1970s, the popularity of women inside cakes faded as equal rights gained steam. With more and more women in the workplace, scantily clad women in cakes were less welcome at company functions and other such events, leaving only the occasional appearance at bachelor parties as the last vestige of this curious practice. You can still also find scantily clad female cake topper, cake poppers anywhere excess is still in full supply, like Las Vegas, as the previous article we just read. Talked yeah, about. Very it's as simple so. and um, lavish handiwork is no longer needed. It's as simple as hiring a stripper and purchasing a cheap cardboard cake-shaped structure, like the ceramic pie birds that are only a symbol of elaborate banquets of kings. The cardboard cakes are just remnants, the merest hint of the excess and decadence that inspired them. This is a fantastic article. It, it, that's a lovely description. This is this is a brilliant. So. We've gone from like, yeah, people being in cakes, people in that. So actually, it was originally in pies and was actually in real cakes with small cylinders. And now we're at a point where it's all cardboard. The power of the cardboard box. So this brings it back, Dave, to you being in the cardboard box and bursting out.
1: My objective was to to scare and shock, which I suspect the birthday cake was It's not. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, actually, probably it probably did shock some.
0: In in modern times, to be honest, if I had a girl pop out of a cake, I would be terrified. I'd be like, "What? what's wrong? What? Why are you here? Are you okay? Did someone lock you in a cake?
1: You're not coming to my party next week then.
0: <laughs> so um, on the Wikipedia page for cardboard boxes to bring it back, I just want to talk a bit about this conflict that's bothered me. So in the Wikipedia article, it says the Scottish-born Robert Gare Invented the pre-cut cardboard or paperboard box in 1890. So at this point, we have had tons of pop-out cakes (laughs) of people being baked in pies and everything. Um, So we invented like... You know, the flat peaches that you manufacture in bulk that then pop out into cardboard boxes. And apparently his invention came as the result of an accident. He was a Brooklyn printer and paper maker during the 1870s. And one day, while he was printing an order of seed bags, a metal ruler usually used to crease bags shifted in position and cut them. Gare discovered that by cutting and creasing in one operation, he could make prefabricated paperboard boxes.
1: That's a game changer, that is. Exactly. Yeah. That's when the industrial process probably began i'm gonna I'm gonna so that's when the me.
0: industrial yeah process in eighteen ninety and as as we discussed at the start in France eighteen forty for transporting transporting moth and its eggs by silk manufacturers, but then I go to the National toy Hall of fame and talked about also interestingly inducted as I said before, inducted the cardboard mm. box in two thousand and five so We've had cardboard boxes and they've been pretty fun the whole time. Like it took a long time for them to get their thing. So let me read the first sentence. said this is a tiny article, but the first sentence is, the Chinese invented cardboard in the 1600s. So already, (laughs) already this clashes entirely with the Wikipedia article. Obviously, this is now just a straight up article. So it doesn't even have a citation. So I don't know how true that is.
1: But like, what what are we uh, defining as cardboard then? Because like, you know, paper. There's paper, and then when paper gets thicker, it becomes card, right? Or cardboard? Or is cardboard a different thing to card? It's
0: pleated paper in the form of a corrugated board.
1: Right. So the corrugation is important.
0: Yep. That initially served as lining for men's hats. So you you can you can be cardboard. You can be card. But to become cardboard, it's all about that corrugation.
1: Mm. See, there you go. I've learned a thing there.
0: And then a, a thing that that's inconsistent is that on this, it talks about Robert Gare produced the really efficient cardboard box in 1879. But it says American Robert Gare. So now I don't know who to believe. Is he American? Is he Scottish? And apparently he did it in England. So mm. I don't know now. This is a really uninformative podcast. So, that brings us. So, not only did we cover cardboard boxes today, and by cardboard boxes, I mean basically found five sentences that disputed, but we did go down a really nice, deep rabbit hole
1: mm, on the history
0: did. of pop out cakes, which I actually found really fascinating. So, it is,
1: actually. Yeah. I mean, I learned some new things, and I also, I've never thought in depth about pop-out cakes
0: yeah so there you go so you know if you are in a pop-out cake or you do get one and it's not made out of cardboard check for pubes and
1: what uh, he said like, if you are in a cardboard if you're listening right now from inside a cardboard <laughs> cake send us a God message speed send to us you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah give us a shout out <laughs> subscribe no, and well, like
0: so <laughs> so um so thank you very much for listening um this has been me and my friend Dave.
1: Thank you as Chris as well for telling me about cardboard boxes and uh, and bringing in the discussion about the the popping out of cakes as well.
0: yeah no I don't know where that all came from but no thank you very much Dave. I hope you have a very good week and I love you and you too. I love you audience and with that goodbye
1: I love Chris too and I love the audience too <laughs> and also goodbye and goodbye. I should just Cook. let you say that I'll just wave. <laughs>
0: No, because it's audio only now.
1: I don't know if you can hear this waving, but I am waving into the mic. It's the Monday Podcast.